Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I have a new friend here with me. We've known each other for a little while, Jesse. Yes, that's right. Um, had a few fun adventures already. Folks, this is Jesse B. Good. It sounds like a command. It, it often is. <laughs> More like a suggestion. More like a... Here's, a, here's a, an idea. <laughs> Jesse is a customer service guru. He is a specialist for bringing the principles to customer service that really change the enhance and enhance the performance of customer service professionals. And you're working on a new book. That's right. Um, I've had a chance to read that book and give you a little bit of feedback. And I appreciate that. Which is the reason why you're here on my show, because I thought, you know what? Jesse's on to it. Yes, thank you. (laughs) So you've got some experience with customer service, and that's what you train and and, uh, speak about. (sighs) Okay. You know that we talk about principles on this show. Yes. As I was reading your book, something occurred to me that, I don't know if you intended this in your writing or not, but what what occurred to me was, well, duh. (laughs) No, you're chuckling a little bit because this isn't like rocket science, which you know what? I should invite a rocket scientist onto the show. Yeah, let's do that. I actually know one. Let's see what he says. Um, But by saying that, I mean, these are very, very simple principles. When you find out what they are, it'll be like, well, duh. Uh, Okay. You know, it's kind of like what I hoped it was because in, in the text of your book, I, I guess to sum it up, it, it, it comes down to a few things. It's not about you. Be a decent human being and think a little bit. Those are some of the things that I gleaned from it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, part of the catalyst for this in my years in customer service is that I've seen that organizations rarely uh, take the opportunity to train their employees. And what I've seen... You mean in specifically in customer yes, service? Yes, customer service specific. So, uh-huh. so they hire somebody, hey, let's do this job interview. They bring them in and they say, here's the skills you need. Here's how you run the cash register. Here's how you check somebody out. Here's how you fulfill the order. But there's very little training going into customer service performance. Mm. Now, as somebody who has hired people, I would often ask, how do you define customer service? Okay. And I could ask that question a hundred times and I would get a hundred different answers. Hmm. Uh, there's not really a great common definition for it. So part of what I've tried to do is give people a common definition as well as a map to make that happen. And I think that's probably why it seems kind of, well, duh, because hmm. there are things that when we read, okay, this makes sense. These are things that I can do. These are things that I've done. But it's giving us language to to connect those things so that my definition right. becomes the same as your definition. And it, it it 
brings to an obvious level of awareness something that maybe should come naturally, but we don't often think about doing it in the context of our job. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I had an experience recently that uh, another reader of the book mentioned how now that he has read it, he's starting to see these things all over the place that he didn't really notice before. Mm -hmm. Just simple little things that people are doing or maybe aren't doing Mm -hmm. that now it's been called to his attention. And, and now that he's being more deliberate and seeing those things, he's, he's able to call that out. Right. Awareness has a whole lot to do with it, I think. Yeah. So uh, you've put this in the context of discover, deliver, do more. Walk us through that a little bit, Jesse. Yeah. So uh, I studied linguistics in school. I have a master's degree in linguistics. Oh, nice. And so I wanted something that perhaps above anything else would just be easy to remember. Mm-hmm. And hence the alliteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the steps are, are fairly simple. You discover your customer's needs by engaging them, inquiring about what you can do for them. Mm-hmm. You deliver those needs, and as I explain, you deliver exactly what they ask for. You do it energetically and elegantly. See, there's there's more alliterations mm-hmm. there, full of alliterations. And uh, then that extra step is to do more. And we, we hear this all the time, go the extra mile, exceed expectations. And a lot of times I think people think, either employees or, or managers, believe that that has to be something really big and grandiose. Mm. I, re- I read a story about a hotel, I don't remember which, that the employees had $1,000 discretionary money to do whatever to help a customer. And after a gentleman mm-hmm. left his laptop in a hotel, one of the employees flew to Hawaii to deliver him his laptop, which is a pretty phenomenal mm. story. But do more doesn't always have to be like that. Do more can be just little things to make someone's day better. Uh, someone gave me the example recently that they ordered a dish at a restaurant and they asked for the side to be changed out. And the reply from the server was, oh, I, I don't know if we can do that. Mm. So there's an easy do more scenario where you just say, you know what, that's not something we usually do, but just for you, just this one mm. time, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then you've done something special for that person. Right. Yeah. Let me see what I can do about this. Mm-hmm. It, it makes people feel special. It makes people feel important. And if people feel important, guess what? They're coming back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think one of the interesting things that I've seen as I've done research around this, as well as having shared it with friends and colleagues, is that I'm seeing it bleed into people's personal lives. And I'm seeing where I'm applying this more in uh, my wife will say, hey, can you sweep the floor? Okay, well, I already know what she needs. So then I sweep the floor and then I'm, I'm dumping the dustpan into the trash and I see that the trash is full. So then I just take out the trash as well. What? And how much does a wife like that, right? <laughs> when, when you empty the trash and she doesn't even have to ask. L- little things like that. Um, th- there's an experience that I had talked about in my book um, a few years ago while I was unemployed, and we were the recipients of a secret Santa. Somebody came and dropped oh, a box full yeah. of gifts on our doorstep. Mm-hmm. 
what made that the most special was that each of the gifts for my children was tailored for that child. Whoever it was didn't just go to the store and buy things for an eight-year-old girl or a five-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. Whoever it was knew my children, did their homework, found out about their interests, and got things that were specific for those children. Mm -hmm. So these aren't just principles of customer service. They're just service principles. Things that we can use in life. Which you can apply to customers. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't end there. That's true. There's a lot of reasons we probably won't get into on this podcast about why service is a psychologically robust activity. It it actually does things to your own brain. Um, With putting that aside, though, it has a profound impact on the people that you're serving. Especially, like you're saying, if you take the time to discover the needs, Mm -hmm. like those... Those people who served your family with those gifts. Yeah. It wasn't a generic thing. They had discovered first. They yeah. did some homework, do some diligence. Exactly, exactly. I've a personal experience I had. I, I was out running in the morning and I saw one of my neighbors out digging in his yard. Mm-hmm. It was early morning, probably 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I ran over and I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I've got to dig this trench because we're remodeling downstairs and, and gave me all the reasons he was digging. And I said, well, let me know if you need any help. And then I took off back on uh, my run. And a couple of hours later, I said, why didn't I just go grab a shovel and go back and help him? And I can see where we sometimes do that personally, mm-hmm. but we do that in business as well. Oh, hey, can I take your order? Okay, here's your order. Leave me alone. It doesn't go beyond that. Yeah. Wow. You know what? That's such an interesting dynamic because I think we get into, um, well, in psychology, we call it a neural pathway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a cruise control autopilot. It's whatever you're used to. It's what you do. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the best thing to do. Uh, certainly not the uh, the ideal solution, you know, like with your neighbor. Yeah. Um, this is where, you know, in the well, duh part of my introduction, <laughs> um, you can identify what needs to be done if you'll take the time to think. Mm-hmm. And you have to think just a little more than you want to, but not as much as you fear. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and I think as we discussed earlier, a lot of it is just about being deliberate. Like your show, Hmm. Live on Purpose. It's being intentional in what you're doing, not just going out and and living day to day, not just showing up for the job and, yeah, I'll, I'll help whoever comes to me with problems or I'll, I'll fix their problems. I'll Mm -hmm. deliver their needs, Mm -hmm. but really I'm going to do my best to help every single person I can today. And I've got a formula for how I'm going to do that. So we've got just a a minute or two left before we take a little break. I would love to hear your introduction to where you go in a training. Uh, So you've got a room full of people and People, I think, naturally want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying earlier, it doesn't necessarily come naturally to them in the context of their job or whatever it is that they're doing 
this task, um, what what kind of steps would you lead them through? Can you introduce us to that? So for an organization, the first thing that I would suggest is just any kind of training is great. Mm-hmm. What my research has found is that we see about 90, sorry, so it's about the bottom 5% of people are just terrible at customer service. They will never be good at it. You've got about Mm. 90% in the middle that can learn it and can be good at it. And then that 5% at the top, those are the people that are just naturally superstars. Mm. And in businesses, what we tend to do is we think that every person we hire fits into that top 5%. And so if we can just institute some sort of training to elevate people to that top 5%, then we can create consistently good customer service performance. So the majority of people are certainly capable of this. It won't necessarily come naturally to them unless we bring it to their attention and do some kind of training. Exactly. So that they know how to apply that. Yeah, and that's, and that's one of my, my dirty secrets is that I, I've often called myself that I'm just a natural born 90 percenter. I, I don't think I was one of those natural five percenters. I've had to learn to be one of them. So the good news is it is learnable. It, it is. is trainable. Yes. We'll get down to some of the specifics about that as we come back from this first break. Folks, this is Jesse B. Good at Live On Purpose Radio today. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And we're back. Jesse B. Good at Live On Purpose Radio today. Customer service, but it's not just customers, right? Service. Yes, serving everyone around us. Which is, you know what? One of my guests years ago said this, and it has stuck with me for all these years, that the very best way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. Hmm. And you're helping us today to see that. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think that's the principle of business, isn't it? That I, as a business, I'm probably here to make money, so I'll get you what you want, and you'll give me money. Right. Maybe that's a little cold-hearted sounding initially. And I've been through experiences where I've told people that focusing on the money will actually lose money. Uh, that's why you need to focus on those relationships with your, with your customer. And that is where then the money starts to return. Right. The money is... Sometimes we call it a strategic side effect. Yeah. Right? You're helping people to have a great experience to receive what they want. And then they return that value to you in the form of money, which is really just a receipt. Yeah. For the value that they've received. 
the kind of service you give. A restaurant, for example. I just took my wife to lunch. I was telling you about that before the mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into a restaurant and you have an experience yeah. about service. Yes. You, know, you get food, too. Yeah, you do. Sometimes. I, I avoid some places, even though the food is pretty good, because of the service issue. Right. And there's other places I love to go to just because I love the people and the way that they treat me. Um, you shared something about this in your book. Yes, I, I did. We, uh, I had an experience where a friend and I would get together about once a week for lunch. Mm-hmm. And we went to the local Applebee's. And we arrived and everything went pretty perfect. We were seated in a timely manner. In just a minute, our server was there to help us. He said, hey, what can I get you guys to drink? He filled our drinks, was back to get our order, and we noticed that he wasn't writing down our order. Mm. Which can make you nervous. Yeah, that, that, that did make us a little nervous. Now, I'll, I'll spoiler alert, as the, our relationship improved and as we continued to go back, I learned that he can do up to six orders at a time in his head. So two orders for the two of us was no problem for him. Piece of cake. Yeah, but he was super friendly guy. Took care of us, gave us great service. We left. We said, oh, that was fantastic. The next week when we were getting ready to go out to lunch, well, where should we go? Hey, let's go to Applebee's. That guy was, was really cool. He was a lot of fun. He treated us good. Mm-hmm. So we went back to Applebee's. And usually when you get to the restaurant, your server approaches and says, hey, what can I get you guys to drink? Mm-hmm. And the server, his, his name's Reno, walked right up and just handed us the drinks that we had ordered the week before. Really? Yeah. So he remembered exactly what we had ordered the week before. He had only seen us one time. And, and on, he remembered who you were. Second visit a week later, he gave us the exact same drinks. That freaked you out. Uh, n- not really. We were kind of blown away. We said, that, this is ah, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was amazing. And he, it got to the point, it's like you see in the movies. We would say, oh, I'll have the usual. And he knew what the usual was. Right. And the usual was a little complicated. It, it, was a, uh, it was a clubhouse grill with no tomatoes and extra honey barbecue on the side. Uh-huh. And I could say the usual, and, and he knew what that meant. The thing that's interesting is that this Applebee's was fantastic, but we had gone there other times and had other servers. Mm-hmm. Not every server was as good as him. Right. And it's like we talked about earlier, where you've got that top 5%, those people who are your top performers, and we hire everyone thinking they'll be great at customer service, but not everyone fits into that top 5%. Right. So if we can be more deliberate, if we can do things on purpose, and then take some of his best practices, the things that he's doing, and train those to other people, Mm-hmm. Then, then we can improve those service opportunities all around. Some of those things are very, very basic, very simple. Yeah. I, I had an experience just last night. Yeah. As I was going through a drive through and it was late, and I was just grabbing something to t- kind of tide me over. Um, and, and I made my order. You know, you, you pull up to the... Um, to the screen where the microphone is. You mm-hmm. can't even see the person who's serving you. Yeah. And I told him what I wanted, and it included a chocolate milkshake. I'm going to admit that, okay? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get it. 
And so I ordered a, uh, like a, a hamburger and a chocolate milkshake, something like that. Something like that. Yes, it may or may not have been exactly that. <laughs> and the voice came back. He said, I've got your burger. We're ready to go. I'm so sorry, boss. Our ice cream machine is out of order. I wish I could give you that milkshake. But I can't today. Yeah. He was so sincere. Yeah, that makes a big difference. It wasn't just, um, we don't have ice cream. Yeah, sorry, we're all out of the machines broken. Which would have had me feeling frustrated. Instead, he's like, oh, I am so sorry, boss. He called me boss. Yeah. We just, our ice cream machine is down. I wish I could give you that shake. And just his sincerity changed me. Yeah, makes a big difference. It's like I wasn't feeling frustrated now. It was just like, oh. It's okay, you know? <laughs> it's it's going to be okay. This, it's, this it's guy's cool. a pro. Later on, I'm going to ask you where that was when we're not recording, and you can tell me about it. I'm going to go by and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It made a big difference. That's what we're talking about. Yep. It's, it's being real with people. It's connecting with them on a genuine level. And the golden rule, do you want to comment about that at all? Uh, yeah, so the golden rule, is is that the do unto others as you would have them do Something unto you? Like Something that. like how, that? It's not that complicated. It's, Think about how you would want to be treated. Exactly. You know, I, I read an article just a few days ago about uh, a study that was done regarding fast food restaurants, so ones that would have drive throughs similar to the mm-hmm. one that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and about which ones use the words, please... And thank you the most. Mm-hmm. And what do you think it was? Any ideas? Ah. If I say my pleasure, does that give you a hint? My pleasure takes me right down to Chick-fil-A. That, and that was it. They were points above. They were in the, the 90th percentile for saying please and thank you to customers. While some of the other businesses were down in 70, 70% of, of just saying please and thank wow. you. What did your mama teach you about the the magic exactly, words? Exactly. Right. And those are things that you can train people to do initially, but then they become habit and it becomes part of their personality and they will start to do that all the time. And like you said, maybe somebody said to this guy, hey, if the shake machine's broken, say, oh, I'm sorry, boss. And maybe that's trained for him to say that. But after a while, that really does become sincere and he knows how to handle that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. It's a very deliberate response. When it's practiced, it becomes automatic. Mm-hmm. I think the awareness is so important. When you talk about discover, discover your clients or your customers' needs first. Don't assume that everybody needs the same thing. Yeah, exactly. There's some commonalities. Mm-hmm. But be open to that and keep your brain on so that you can think about what those needs are, deliver. You don't want to hand them a, you know, I don't know. Uh, Well, I think deliver is one of the things that we see the most errors with. People ask for something, they don't get exactly what they asked for. That's where the biggest issue occurs, I believe. Um, Well, like, and using the fast food analogy... If you get a bag full of food that you didn't order, exactly, half of which you're allergic to, exactly, 
that's not serving you well. Right. And that, that's maybe an extreme example, but there can be little subtleties about people getting what it is that mm-hmm. they they needed or asked for in the first place. Exactly. And and as uh, as I wrote about in my book, there are those things that they may not even ask for, but are just sometimes expected. Mm-hmm. When you go to uh, an Applebee's, for example, like I did, we expect the food to be out in a timely manner. You don't mm-hmm. have to say, hey, give me that uh, honey bacon barbecue grill and uh, you better rush it out because I want it in 10 minutes or less. That's just expected. Right. It's those kinds of things. Do you ever see signs advertising certain businesses like a mechanic shop, for example? Okay. Auto mechanics. And the sign says, honest. <laughs> exactly. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, I kind of get why they put it there, because there's there's a reputation sometimes. Uh-huh. But do you really have to advertise something that should be a, well, I should hope? Yeah, exactly. You know, th- that should go without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, a motel that says, clean rooms. <laughs> you see these. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. So customer service, I think true customer service is about, well, Duh. Mm-hmm. Well, I should hope, you know, do we really have to say it? But we do need to deliver it. Yeah, we do. We Absolutely. Do. Can, can I add w- one story yeah, real quick? It. It's not something we're, we're speaking about necessarily, so I'm totally changing topics, but mm-hmm. it just comes to mind is uh, when I was 12 years old, my stepfather adopted me to become my legal father. Oh. And that was when my last name changed to Good. Uh-huh. And my grandfather used to tell me to be good. And he would say things like, be good to your family. Yeah. And I thought about that. Be good to your family. Be good to your family. What does that mean? Well, my grandmother, I was recently reminded of a story that my grandmother told about my grandfather. He was a farmer in Wyoming and one of the places he loved to go was to the John Deere dealership. Mm. That's where he bought his tractors. Mm-hmm. They knew him. They knew his name. They knew what kind of tractors he had. Mm-hmm. And when he needed to repair something or uh, needed maintenance on a tractor, he could just go in and they knew how to help him. Right. Now, my grandma shares the story that she came in one time to repair a part to pick up a part for my grandfather. And when she got to the counter, they recognized her as my grandfather's wife Mm -hmm. and asked which tractor it was for. Her response was the green one, (laughs) which as John Deere tractors, they're They're all all green. green. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we always laugh about that. But what I glean from that is that relationship that they had. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, this book is about customer service, but I think it's really scratching the surface of it's more about relationships. And, mm-hmm. and the service is a doorway to help us build those relationships. Right. And so I've started saying lately, not just be good or be good to your family, but be good to your customers mm-hmm. and, and do what you can to build those relationships. It's well said. And I think you're spot on with that. We don't have to turn it into some complicated issue. Yeah. Simple. Simple and easy aren't the same thing. Mm -mm. And that's why training can be so helpful. Yeah. To bring it to people's awareness, 
and instill some skills in them that have them being good. Yeah, exactly. To their customers, to each other. Yeah. Jesse, you've done a nice job with this today. Thank you. Thank you. How can people find you or get a hold of you if they're thinking, hey, we could use a little of that customer service action? <laughs> uh, best ways are you can reach out to me via email. My email is jesse at jessebegood.com. So that's jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at jessebegood, J-E-S-S-E-B-G-O-O-D. Dot com. Jesse, be good. Yes. Awesome. Be good. Great. Any final thought that you want to share with our listeners today? Uh, final thought is, I've been contemplating this a lot lately, that as we approach the holidays, Thanksgiving is next week, which means we're spending time with family. Mm. And sometimes family are the people who drive us the most crazy. Mm. Now, interestingly, people who are really great friends and acquaintances, we say that they're like family. Mm. So I would just like to leave you with be deliberate, live life on purpose towards being good to the people who you consider family, be they biological be they your customer family, mm-hmm. if they're your friends that you consider family, be good to all of them on purpose. Take an opportunity to practice that with the people who are closest to you. Yeah. And then it'll naturally branch out to everyone else, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Folks, this is Jesse B. Good at Live On Purpose Radio. You've heard it from the master. Thank you. And now it's time. Go out there and live on purpose.